Um, have you ever been victimized by new age spirituality? We've been, we've been waiting for you. We've been waiting. You're going to want to listen up. I'm Megan, an intuitive life coach and Reiki master. I'm Ryan, a professional astrologer, and we want to show you what spirituality is by talking about what it is not. Con artist. Yes. Snake oil salesman. There are so many susceptible people out there. And then they're tainted. They're ruined. They don't want to come back to spirituality. We still have a lot to learn, and we will humble ourselves and learn, I think, every freaking day. This is Claire Annoyance. A podcast of spiritual interference. Spiritual awakenings coming to rock your world. <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking, yeah, like it is. It's a rock your world thing. And it's like a blow your mind wide open thing, isn't it? It's like the idea of a spiritual awakening. I literally, so gnarly. I mean, they're so in hindsight, you're like, gosh, that was great. But while you're going through it, you're like, what kind of pure fuckery? is going on here i know am i sane am i uh, okay is like what is happening to me all truthfully <laughs> who can i talk to you know like who's not gonna you know make me feel crazy then you go like especially now if you have a spiritual awakening you go googling on the internet and you see i mean can and you come across just a woo 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 lady or dude what if, oh my God, what if you came across like Keisha? That was, you, you have a spiritual awakening and you can reference, <laughs> reference yeah. an episode of you and you cut like, that's, that's scary. So if you can't tell, our topic is spiritual uh-huh. awakening. Yeah. Speaking of, like, I have actually had some really good feedback on that episode about like the spiritual psychosis, the Keisha, what did we even call that episode? Yeah, it was like spiritual. I don't know if I can yes. remember what I called that, but uh, that was uh, the crazy one. Spiritual assaults, psychic attacks and spiritual assaults. Mm-hmm. That episode is gnarly. Like I've gotten some really cool feedback on that. And Me that's too. like, that. that is like, unfortunately, a, I think, side effect of spirit coming into this through a spiritual awakening. If you don't mm-hmm. have, and I don't blame people. I don't blame people, but I think that's why our message is important. Because if you don't have info, people who can help like corral your ass a little bit, you know, um, I'm serious. <laughs> like then- I think you're you're gonna go off the deep end. And I was thinking about for myself, like I, I had a more a better thought about this, like an epiphany, and I didn't think to write it down. So I'm not gonna say this honestly, as profound as it was when I was thinking about it. But <laughs> you hate that. I, you're I, like, this is gonna be good, and then you, and then later on, you're like, God dang it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about some stuff, like, and we'll go real in depth in like a part two, maybe part three, you guys. But mm-hmm. I was thinking we're kind of talking about like why do people spiritually awaken? Why? How? Who gets chosen? Why is this happening? And like, what's the process? And are you genetically predisposed to this stuff? Like, what mm-hmm. things facilitate the awakening experience? That's something I, I never thought about. Like, yeah, I just never until we reference this. I never thought like the who, what's because you have certain people who are just like, no, I'm an atheist. Like, they're like, I'm dirt after this. Like, then it, so how are you? Then some people, I just always likened it since I'm a Pisces. So I was like, of course I'm going to get down with this. I'm a Pisces. Like, right. duh. You know, like, oh, you're an alligator? Cool. Mm-hmm. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> and I think like, and I was so different. And honest to God, I'm like, thank God I was different. Um, Like, uh, I, I was interested in these things because, like, Gemini Curious, right? And, like, I really yeah. was. I was always interested in, like, odd topics. I even remember, like, in, like, middle school, even learning about, like, I think technically it probably was, like, Wicca. But, like, just the idea of, like, gods <laughs> and mythologies and, like, that yeah. sort of stuff. Just re- I had, like, an interest in these, like, things that were so esoteric. I think probably because it broke the monotony of life, right? Like, uh, there was just these, like, mm-hmm. fantastical things. And I was really interested, but like coming into it, having like an, a true blown like spiritual awakening, um, fucking crazy. And then I've never like- had, I've never, and, and dear listeners, if you're one of these rare gems who's had a spiritual awakening that was flowers and just roses, and you know how Does we probably. Happen? I don't know. I want to know. I want to know. So please email us or hit us up on the Instagram if you had. A spiritual awakening. It's kind of like losing your virginity. You know, in the movies, you think it's like this beautiful, sweet. And then it's really nothing like that. No. When your cherry gets popped, it's like, 
No, <laughs> but it's frustrating because it, there is a no going back energy. There is a no going back. You cannot unlearn it, unsee it, unfeel it, whatever. You cannot put – I just had a conversation with one of my clients and because um, he was concerned about this. And I was like, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. I mean, you can yeah. try, but like, have you – trying to put toothpaste back in a tube how silly no you can't do it you cannot do it you need a new container a new vessel yeah for the paste absolutely i mean it i'm yeah 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 so yeah we're talking like spiritual awakenings um i would like love actually too like i know we've like jokingly kind of been like right into our podcast like tell us what you think but for real, actually, this would be really interesting. I'd say, like, only do it if – or give us permission to share your story, um, especially because we're going to do a part two, potentially part three. We're going to do a little yeah. series here, like, deep diving into some really freaking fascinating topics related to spiritual awakenings. And I would say, like, we, go to our website, clairedoyance.com. There is a contact form. You can submit something. Yeah, go check it out. Also, the website – Every time we upload um, a podcast, I go into the website and I add the new episode on, on there. You do a great job. The whole yeah, fucking go thing. Check, go appreciate this man, all his hard work. So yeah, go, you know, like submit to us. Tell if you're interested, if you would, wouldn't mind, you know, we can leave your name anonymous, but like maybe in a part two, we'll share some of these like, stories just to like care. Like, Don't be anonymous. Be loud and proud, people. Embrace well, I mean, your us, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I don't know. Doxing is a is a whole culture these days. So, uh, I yeah, I know. So I don't know. Whatever, whatever you're comfortable with. But like, it, I think it would be really cool to maybe in the next part, like, have a little section where we just share the situations, the scenarios that yeah. like, were a spiritual awakening for other people. Because you and I are just two people. We have various things here. And they're really, I, I can point to two biggies, but otherwise it's like. What was it? Yeah. What, so what was, let's refresh everybody. What was your spiritual awakening? Um, my, um, okay. So I guess. The, uh, it all began. It yeah. All like, no, it's weird. I like it. There was a, such a opening up, like when I was younger, like I was like put in youth groups and shit. Sorry, mom. Um, I mean, like, it was, like, socially okay. Like, my best friend went and whatever. But, like, you know, it's, like, dogmatic. And it's just some weird shit. And, yeah. like, I would go to these, like, camps. And everybody's, like, doing their fucking hands, raising in the air, like, feeling God. And, oh. like, then these kids come down. These kids come down to the stage in the middle of this, like, you know, the final night of the retreat. And, like, they're all, like, giving their life to Jesus. And I, every fucking time, was never, I would never go down. Like, people would, like, do it. And I'm like, I, can't, I don't feel this. Like, I don't understand what you're doing. Soul and cringe? Did you get a soul cringe when you saw them? No, like... I got a, something's wrong with me. Like, why can't I? Oh. Really? So there was this, like, sense of, like, something's happening, but, like, why can't I? And something's wrong. Like, I can't, not, something's wrong with me, but, like, something's wrong. Like, this isn't it. Like, there, yeah. there's more. I was so, like, I was always, like, sta staring at the stars. Like, loved that shit. Like, that would be my spirituality, obviously. It's my mm -hmm. own profession now. But, like, um... The, uh, this, there were all these like little rolling things, you know, going and just having general interest in things. My dad died in 2011. That was like really a thing. Like it's it was weird. Um, I would say more than like a spiritual awakening. It probably did something, but more in the background spiritually, I'd say more than anything. It was like emotionally, like that was an emotional yeah. awakening experience. I don't think I've ever cried harder. Well, no, I have. I cried so hard, though, um, at that funeral specifically. I'm normally pretty composed. Now I'm just like a crybaby. But like, because I've been open emotionally, yeah. right? And so that happened. And I do think there was like a spiritual thing there, right? Okay. But then, mm -hmm. then keep going through life after 2011. I move across the country, you know? I mean, I had already moved at that point, but... I think just coming into adulthood and stuff and like figuring out life on your own and like, what am I doing? Like I would, I just like was always introspective as fuck asking these mm -hmm. things and, and interested in, in this stuff. Like I, I just for fun would look up my birth chart periodically and try and find new like websites that had different like interpretations and things, you know? So like, I know I was in tune. Then it really, my first like serious freaking big one mm -hmm. was in what was it 2017? I'm like forgetting now. Mm -hmm. When my ex killed himself, and like mm -hmm. I just got this news out of nowhere, and it was nuts. And it's, oh, and yeah. I've seen this happen 
in this way, like I've heard other people tell me this, like unprompted, and it just blows my mind how it happens like this. Um, mm -hmm. Even like kind of similar to like Eric's interview from, which was last week's episode, you guys, I think. <laughs> um, and um, where I had just connected with me and this ex, he was like my my like high school person, you know, he went to mm -hmm. a rival high school. It was a whole thing, but it was like amazing. He was like, you know, my safe zone in high school, like means the world to me. I would, every time when I moved across the country, I'd still go back home and visit him. Like I'd Aww. go to his apartment and see him. I didn't for like two years, like in the two years leading up to him dying. He was always wow. a very depressed kid. Me too, but I grew out of it at a certain point. Thank you, ecstasy, to be honest. Like it showed me what happiness felt like. <laughs> um, dead serious. Um, yeah. but he never could grow out of it. And so the last time I remember seeing him, he he gave me grief about moving across the country and that like I had left and he's just still sitting there doing nothing. And I, it was so sad. And I was just like, I felt so bad for him. And I noticed how bad I felt. This is going somewhere, I promise. But I noticed how bad I felt uh -huh. being around someone that way. It didn't like, I, I will always love that kid, right? But I just remember being like, I don't know if I'll see him next time I go back. Like, I don't know that I'm going to make the effort to try and see him because yeah. I just feel bad about myself and he's still in this shitty space and it sucks. Well, also he, it doesn't sound like he took any accountability for where no. he, I mean, bro, you're in, you could move too. Like I, I got no yeah. patience I, for that. You're yeah. not going to make me feel bad for improving my life when, you know, you can do the same yeah. incrementally. Yeah. Yeah, he had a lot of wild trauma, not going to lie. Like, I mean, there was a lot of stuff there. He was a super, super, super alcoholic, ton, mm -hmm. tons of fucking weed. Anyway, so then, you know, I, two years go by and like two weeks before he dies, I reconnect with a really close friend that was a, it basically introduced, who introduced me and him. And um, she was like, super close to me in high school and all still is, but we just hadn't talked in a while. And so out of nowhere we connected and then we were on the phone. It was so nice to talk to her. And so we were, we were on the phone like every other night for like two weeks straight, just like talking about That's so much. Nice. It was so yeah. sweet. And he came up and we, we were like, where is he at? Like, I haven't, I was like, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. She hasn't seen him. She was like, I think he maybe moved to Chicago. And I was like, damn, we should really like talk to him and like, see how he's doing. Cause you know, we, mm -hmm. he's always been not doing well. And that was like maybe, maybe one week before. And then I'm sitting like in this work thing and she calls me and she goes, are you, are you sitting down? And she was the one oh, that delivered wow. the news to me. I don't know how he did it. I never want to know. But when he did that, that was the nuttiest fucking thing. That was the day I met the astrologer who changed my life and moved me into astrology. So I was in this very susceptible space, but I literally that experience of coming to terms with him dying. Uh-huh impacted me so much more than even my dad dying. Like, I don't know why. I don't know why. Like, my dad, maybe it's because I knew going into it that... You knew that, like, that yeah, would be coming. Yeah. And then it was just, like, the frustration, I think, of, like, he came to mind. I'd reconnected with our mutual connection. Why didn't we call him? Like, that was frustrating. I And that's the thing I mean is, like, there's the shared experience. Like, someone that I'm very close with here had the same thing happen at the same freaking time with one of his friends. Eric was saying his mom visited him like in his dreams. Remember and he woke up crying mm -hmm. and then he found out she died. Like you, these things happen. It's crazy. Yeah. So I'm like those, that to me is like wild, but it was just like the processing of that and like putting myself in his shoes and just remembering like how important he was to me. Not that my dad wasn't important, but it was like, just, it's just different, you know? Yeah. And, and this was so, I was just nuts and I couldn't imagine putting myself in that situation. And I was just so sad. I had, and I, I, that was the hardest I've ever cried in my life. It was probably for like a long, I don't know how long I was crying for that, but it was like a couple months. And I just like in these couple months was wildly awakening and, yeah. and had met that astrologer and everything was just changing at that point in a very, very concentrated amount of time. It was probably like one to two months where I just fully became spiritual so that was my like really first really really big one mm -hmm. and not there but it was it was a death of someone so it's trauma right like forces well, you, to you said it you said it there it's, that was my first big one because when we that was were... my first big one there were plenty of things that led up to it like openings and openings and openings but then this was just this like upgrade truly you know yeah. when they say kundalini rising like that's the snake in your spine that like and then all of a sudden yeah. it really does feel like 
it's like the mind being blown wide open. Like, I do not know how else to say that. I didn't know what was happening to me. I would like be in the car, brick and bawling and pull over to the side of the road. I can't see the road right now. Like, I'm like, it was this uh, fucking craziest experience of my life. I'm so serious. Well, and then you have, but then like, so put it the first one and then you'll, you'll continue on this path to have a series of. Yeah. I'll get into my second one little later, ones. but let's go to you. Um, same deal. Say kind of when you were talking about youth group. I mean, I just so I grew up Catholic, and I've you know heard this before, but I would get you know Sunday school. Like it was Sundays, we were going to church, and you were going to Sunday school. That was the law of the land in in my parents' household. So you know we did that, and I just remember just it was like okay, like I believe in God, I know God, or there's something here. But I'm not, I'm not where y'all are at. Like, I don't, mm. I, I'm not where, I'm not, I don't have the vibes. But, you know, my classmates, uh, my Sunday school classmates did. And so in Catholicism, you know, it's like you get baptized, then you, communion in second grade where you like, you know, eat the body of Christ, bread and, you know, like have a little wine. I remember being so bummed because I thought wine should taste so much better than it did <laughs> when I was eight. And then and then you, when you're in eighth grade, um, you receive another sacrament um, confirmation. And so that's a big year, eighth grade. So but I was just like raising my hand. I'm torturing these Sunday school teachers because I'm like, I mean, I had such a problem like, y'all, birth control. Come on. Like you can't. The Catholic Church doesn't get also gay people because at this point I knew I liked girls too so I, I knew that I was like a little gay and I was like you can't tell me that like I'm going to hell I you know mm -hmm. and so I'm like who made these rules and they like let's talk and so all, everyone else just wants their donuts they just they're going along with the program they actually took me aside they're like do you really want to do this and I was like I have been coming to Sunday school since I was five like we're doing this like mm -hmm. we'll ask questions later so then, you know, I believed in God. Like I said, I always believed, but it was just like there were the Catholic Church just wasn't hidden. And then stuff starts to come out, and you're like, so then, and I was, yeah, I was, a, <laughs> I was a party girl, and I it was a night after. So I was doing bar invasions, and I was doing raves, and my business was starting to kick. And I it was a Tuesday night. I will. It was August nineteenth, twenty eleven. Um. Oh, wow. And Josh and I had gone out and gotten wasted. And I was doing a lot of, you know, I was drinking. It was a lifestyle. You're drinking. I'm throwing raves for a little. Like, yeah, like mm. I'm doing bar invasions. And I was so yeah. protective over this, like, you know, bag of blow. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, Josh then was like, you have a problem. Like, you've got to get it together. And he started to tell me, like, give me this Rudy speech. And behind him, a... I thought I was losing my mind. A screen like appeared and I was like, okay, I've done just a, an insane amount of cocaine and he's right. I am losing my mind. There is a fucking movie playing behind this man as he's like giving me this speech. I have no idea what he said, but I see like kind of where I'm going to go if I don't get it together. And I was like, that's a wrap for me, son. Like I'm so, you know, he finishes it and I'm like, I just, I remember being like, you have an option right now. And it was like, you just had, I had this feeling. It was like, you can either stay here and you you will die. Like, I don't know how, the, but like, or you you got to walk through this. And so I was like, I'm done. I'm done with everything. And he was like, what do you mean? And so I was like, I, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think anyone ever expects me when I'm like, make a decision like that. I'm walking through the front door and I was like, I'm done with the party and I'm done with this. But it was such a peaceful feeling. And then I was on the most hellacious ride for the next year hoping and praying i'm like what the fuck am i gonna do my whole life is a party girl what am i gonna do what do you mean like who am i i went from having a certain like knowing what i was gonna make knowing nothing i was just mm -hmm. sitting there for a month and then i was like let me call my friend valerie stinson who my high school friend i hadn't talked to her in forever and i was like or i'm sorry a childhood friend we had known each other since we were in third grade and she had just gotten back from, this is before ayahuasca was popular. She yeah. had been in Peru for months, just hopping around to shaman to shaman, having these spiritual experiences. There was nothing like this on the internet. You couldn't find it. And she was like, yo, like, this is what I've been doing. And I was so fascinated by this. And I was like, tell me everything. And then at the end of the conversation, she goes, well, hey, you're a psychic medium. And I got to go. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> and I hung up. And I was like, bye. 
And that really, I was like, okay, so what does this mean? Because I've always been able to read people. And that sent me on a whole nother journey. And then a few months later, I was bartending. And I was like, okay, if I'm a healer, because I'd gone to a few fairs. And I had gone, like, people would seek me out in these spirit, And they would be like, you, come here, your grandmother. And they would describe my grandmother, this woman who I'd never met to a T. She was like, she has this message for you. So I was like, I was, I was sick of going, not sick, what a blessing, but I was like, okay, I'm going to these places. You're telling me I'm a healer. What does this mean? And how does one get this party started? So I was like, yo, God, spirit, if I'm meant to do this, send me a teacher. And three days later, this lady walks into my bar. Two, it's a Tuesday. It's hot. It's almost a year to the date of my first spiritual awakening, you know, where I had spent this year just flip philandering, flimmy flaming all over the place. And she sat down and got a um, one of those apple beers. And I was mm. like, so what's your story? And she was like, I'm an energy healer. And I was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I have summoned you. And then that, mm. that, that, so it was a year process, essentially, of just me yeah. being like, I don't know what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but I'm scared and sad and miserable. And I am confused. And what the fuck is this? That's so nuts, man. Yeah, and I think that's interesting, too, of, like, the proper, not preparation, but, like, the process of that. Yeah, that it's, like, it's it's a myth that it's always a, like, one moment thing, and mm-hmm. that's that's it, and then immediately you're changed. Um, that happens. That's my second thing. I'll kind of just br- briefly say that one next, but um, it, I think, like, the process is so interesting. I've used this example in, like, other scenarios. Um mm-hmm recently it's weird how this is like fit things but like this you're making me think like just the things that lead up to this sort of stuff and awakening um it feels like so biblical in the sense of like like god speaks to you and is like you now must go walk through the desert my child and you're like why the fuck am i doing this like why am i going through this like process for and then you end up like realizing there's this thing happening and you come to the light or whatever the fuck it is. I don't know. I don't read the Bible. Um, some bits and pieces sometimes just astrologically. Um, but you know, like it, it is, it's like a quest. It's like a quest. Yes. There's something it's going a, on there. Yes. Yeah. And, and so that whole year, so from August 19th to when Chandler walked into my bar. So, you know, like I got to get clean, you know, I, I stopped doing drugs. I'm like, stop. Yeah. I'm still drinking though. But not as much. But I was like, I thought that like blow was my problem. So I was like, okay. And I'm just like, I, I go, I start waiting tables. I'm in. It's just so crazy. And I'm so confused. All of all of 2011 and 2012, I'm just like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And then this lady comes in and she's like, this is what you're doing. And she I had no money too at this point. Zero, zero dollars. And so she had been given by her teacher. She had to... Um, she had to do 365 acts of seva, which was selfless acts of humanity. So I got to study. And I mean, like right underneath this lady's armpit, essentially. Bless it. She was a Gemini. <laughs> Dude, she, was, she was a Gemini. Yeah. And so um, and she just like welcomed me into her life, into her children's lives. And for this year, I was just like. And so I was with her hula hooping, just kind of like airy fairy. Yeah, and it was the most incredible experience. And then one day she I remember her saying to me, she was like, you know, we're going to grow apart one day and, you know, you might dislike me. And I was like, no, that will never happen. What are you talking about? And, you know, sure. She, she was like, no, you have to because and, and that happened. And you don't think you think you got abandonment issues. You get you will certainly those will be yeah. triggered when your spiritual teacher is like she, she, mu- became, yeah. she became a professional paddleboarder. I mean, like. How so weird? So weird. First of all, mine was in a was a Gemini too. He also <laughs> didn't. I, there was no like malice or anything. He just like his yeah. life took a very, very, very different turn all of a sudden, and um, I was left to my own devices very quick. So I'm very glad, and like I'm glad we both had that experience. I recommend it to other people. Like if you caught a teacher that's like showing you the way while you're going through something, <laughs> you're experiencing that, and and there's a person wiser than you available to be a wayfinder use it if they're offering if they're offering and um don't expect it that long it is like the mark of a good mentor role model teacher that you release the child back into the world you know you show them what you can for a bit and then go mm-hmm. 
It's so important though, because that's like again, like if you're just dealing with these things, like you're gonna fucking like without anybody who is in this space, like you're gonna that's the psychosis. That's when you're gonna go crazy. Well, and I think that I think that's the issue that with people are having these spiritual awakenings or they're not having spiritual awakenings and they're curious about spirituality. And because there's the ease of access of information that you're just getting led down a path. Cause before spirituality, you had to have, you had these, this, this, Oh, this issue, this moment, I don't want to call it an issue. You had this moment and then you had to search it for yourself. You it had to find you. And now and that's not the case. So there's just too much information and there are too many quackadoos out there who are like, like Keisha, like Finnegan. Oh, my God. If I would have like had like a, a this. Oh, let me go. Let me go search this for a teacher. And here's this man with the fucking flute. I can't. I just got a thing with jazz flutes and or this girl who's out here saying she's spiritually attacked. I'd be like, you know what? I'm going to stay here. I'm going to put the yeah, toothpaste too back in the tube. OK, no. like, how do I get back in there? I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, not okay, not okay, not okay, not okay. Um, yeah, so like these are like, I mean, two spiritual experiences, basically, awakenings, you know, people mm -hmm. can point to so many different things, you hear about it all the time, but like, um, I don't know, like another, my only other one that I would like bring up right now, there's been like many, part of me is like, am I going through one right now too? Um, you yes. kind of always are though, like that's kind of the thing, once it cracks open, you're just like, it's forever. Um, but definitely one happened i think it was like top of 2019 mm -hmm. um i it was on shrooms just on shrooms by myself and that was a facilitated experience then right i've always been very lucky you know i started this shit early i would say that also was part of my opening very from a very young age was like consciousness like drugs expand your consciousness they just fucking do <laughs> psychedelics <laughs> not yeah. cocaine <laughs> No, no, not cocaine. Like, no. And I would really, yeah, no, no, no. Pure I'm not, I'm not, MDMA mushroom, something like that. But yes. Yeah, yeah. Acid, that's a big one. Um, but yeah, shrooms, especially, I'd say, like, I, I, this is not a recommendation. We're not like telling you to do drugs. But anyway, I did, I needed it real bad. I was definitely going through this like wild mm -hmm. thing and I wanted to make sense of it. And for some reason, I've always been able to have an intention sorted out when mm -hmm. I go in to drugs with an intention, right? And yeah. uh, God did this get sorted out way beyond. Like I had what I needed taken care of, taken care of. That wasn't even the spiritual experience. It was this astral projection of myself. I want to get into the whole thing because to be honest, part of this whole thing was like basically like a promise that I made to the universe that I can't say certain things about this. I know that that sounds fucking nuts, but like truthfully, that was like part of this. I can't say a couple things. There will be a point in time where I can talk about what I know. Because it's your journey and it's your, that's a private, that's a private experience, which is okay because not everyone needs to know every damn thing that you're doing. Your relationship to the universe is personal and that's it. It's Nobody yours. else knows that. That's yeah. why you sound crazy when you talk about the things that you experience in this world like this, like spirituality or on drugs, because it's personal. Nobody gets it. Nobody else is experiencing it like you. That And that is the fucking point. My thing when I did this, like I astral projected far out beyond our solar system. Like it's the fucking nuttiest thing, man. You I'm like, I don't. Pluto? Yes, you well, like I went to deep, 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 deep space, which is a really big deal. Like when you consider astral projection terms, this is a whole different episode. But if you're talking about dimensions, there's a lot going into like the sacred geometry and the dimensions and the astronomy of all this, where as you move beyond the solar system outside, it's it's kind of like a map map representation of it, consciousness expanding. So like each planet beyond takes you into this new like kind of like level or dimension they kind of stand for different dimensions so i went beyond yeah. where i've ever been and basically this whole thing happened that the, the best probably like the simplest thing i could say without giving everything away is that mm -hmm. this big ancient cave opened up but then i realized it literally like it just looked like this massive ancient cave and it was like a bridge cave in the middle of the fucking universe and the most amazing thing in the world, but I could tell it was ancient right away. It was just like, yeah, what? And then I realized, can't say how, but like I realized it it was an intestine. It was just like, and it sounds weird. I know it sounds gross, but it was no. gorgeous. It was just gorgeous. It, like, I don't know how else to explain it. It was this ancient intestinal cave. And basically the big revelation that I can say from that was the realization 
And this was just an immediate, you know, awakening experience that changed me completely and how I view so much is just that the entire universe is a living organism. It is all alive. I was in the universe's intestine at that point in time. And and this is not like as I've gone on from that like awakening experience, it, meaning like I felt one with mis- everything, right? Frizzled it. You you had a misfrizzle yes. experience. And also the intuition lives we say intuition lives in the gut. No, yeah, I know. And I have like, your sixth house matters for like health and shit too, like where where that really ties into like your experience here. My sixth house is uh cancer and and the moon in cancer, and those are gut, digestive tract, like all of that. So it's very, very real for me that that would have been a thing. I think that's so fascinating. But then I came to realize, um, I think it's uh let me make sure I'm not getting this name wrong, but like that there's there's actually there's like a belief system. Yeah pantheism which is a doctrine which identifies god with uh-huh. the universe or regards the universe as a manifestation of god it's literally essentially that like the universe is a living organism all yeah. on its own and we're just these little parts of it How i know but like the way that? of right well i mean i think a lot of because people look at like pluto and they're like it's not alive it's just this fucking thing like these things seem dead and like what? you know just like think no like it, it makes sense to me why people wouldn't view it that way but i couldn't I can't help now. Like, I can't help. I mean, like, as I can't. I don't know. It's just like, I was in the intestine. I see now, like, the interconnectedness of all things with it. You know, it's like how you have all this bacteria all over you, just living all over you, and you don't even know it. Or, like, the soil, Earth's soil is a living organism. They've literally proved this. It is like a massive organism on Earth. So everything's alive. It's just amazing to feel that connectedness. But that was a really, that was the most profound like immediate because it was so potent and concentrated spiritual awakening I have ever had. That was this thing. And I can't say all of it, but yeah, crazy to me. That's yeah. So that's round two. I think you just continue to go through, like you'll have minor moments and then large moments. Mm -hmm. And it's just, Mm -hmm. that's what's up. Yeah. And it's, it often cracks through trauma, right? Like I won't even get into the whole thing, but you know, like my last breakup, like I think that was a spiritual experience for me. It was a lot longer process that many things I'm still learning to, but like I, there was a concentrated component of it and the spiritual awakening of that more was relational, right? It was like in the ways that people treat each other and like I, how, what I won't accept now and how I want to treat other people and like to, to, the sacredness of relationship and the importance of having relational abilities. And it's so big for me now. Um, But that was like definitely a spiritual experience. Who you are is defined by what you are willing to struggle for. You know, like we we're in this like weird realm, but like of where people want to not deal with, they either over identify with the negativity of life and the suffering, or they're trying to avoid it. And it's like, you got to find a nice middle here or you're going to be cracked like a walnut. I mean, but most of the time you're going to have your spiritual awakenings and it's not going to be pleasant. Mm-mm. No. Which is why no. we want to hear from you if you've had a sunshine experience because you are well, rare. And there's so much sunshine in it. Like that's like kind of the part of it. There really is. But it's mm-hmm. not It's not an easy thing, especially just I think the dis-ease of it is that society is not set for it. The only thing that it's set for is Christianity. If your spiritual awakening is happening in that way, if you've found Jesus, like I was saying, that to me is the equivalent of a spiritual awakening. The people who like give their life to Jesus, like that, I I believe that people will have that experience, you know, and that that yeah. that brings them into like a spiritual awakening process. And I just think that that is a very narrow thing, and and it works for some people. They need that fucking structure or whatever. Go for it, but like. I like that's that's the only way society is set for. Well, so like so obviously in the states Christianity is you know prevalent, but same deal for like where Islam is the you know na- the 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 religion. I think that if uh, it's just the religious awakenings that mm-hmm. uh, it's it's beautiful if it happened for you, but it just never slapped for me. No, no. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it's, it is a little frustrating. I think that's maybe even part of the frustrating experience because we don't have the pretty story to wrap it in. Right. Like, when people give their life to Jesus, oh my God, I'm part of this now, like, age old narrative. Yes. And there's a book and there's this community. We're and- just out here raw dogging by ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so you have this nice, yeah, that, that I never thought of it from that, from that perspective. 
it's it's why it's all it's also a problem, right? And you can get wrapped up in all the wrong shit, like really, which mm-hmm. kind of brings me to like we're gonna deep dive on some other like really fascinating topics, okay, related to this. Again, please write in your own stuff though too. Um, where like one of the things I want to bring up is this idea of like why why will someone have an awakening experience and others don't, and is are people predisposed to an awakening experience? Is there a gene? Lo and behold, there's literally been studies on this, and there's this thing called the God gene, which, like, there's a lot to say about it. Like, some scientists definitely, like, will criticize it. There's been, like, a lot of research, though, that does have scientifically, statistically significant, like, results showing that, like, a person with a very certain, like, little thing on a one gene will be like more likely to have uh to engage with spirituality and religion and mysticism and things like this. So they they're trying to like study this. And I was really thinking about this like when we were before going into this. And I was like, maybe I do would have that or something. I don't know. Like maybe I would. But like I like that I also have the like I was thinking gene because I'm like, I do feel it like in a sense of like my skepticism it makes me it does feel like biologically important but like that i'm biologically adept at handling this in a healthier way than like the like just getting cracked wide open you know like i feel like if you have a spiritual experience and you don't have the gene or whatever like you're gonna Mm -hmm. be less capable of moving through it in a healthy way you know like i feel like i was adept Mm -hmm. like i was i was capable Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was skeptical. Literally, I was trying to like fucking debunk astrology at every goddamn turn. Like, it, like it was hard for I me know. to move into this. Like, I, to accept this was not easy, and I feel like that was a really big part of why I like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, so I love this idea of like, is can people be predisposed? And there is so much to say about it. Well, that, you know, similar concept, but when um, I think it was like the AB blood type came out and then there was um, where it was like, if you have AB blood type, you're an alien. You know, you're a a descendant of aliens. It's so interesting as science and spirituality become friends. And you said something a long time ago. We were having a a private chat and um, you were there was something about, I think, the asteroid astrology. And I was like, what? Fuck, oh. like asteroid astrology, and you're like, so you said astrology and astronomy used to be married, and yep. then they had a bitter divorce, and so it's Thank like, thank you Christianity, thank you Christianity, that was it, yeah, but yeah, keep going, <laughs> and so, and so they had a bitter divorce, and so this was spirituality and science, it's like two enemies. You know, that were pitted against each other, but now they're having it's like a romantic comedy. They're softening towards each other. And now, you know, we're we're seeing this process of them coming together and 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 being able to be in the same room, which was not possible before. When I first became a healer, it was science had no soul. Now science is beginning to have a soul. And so, and you even said at that point that astrology and astronomy were starting to come back together and be able like to talk about the kids and like be in the same room from this Mm -hmm. bitter divorce. And so it's wild to see. And I think we'll also see this a lot with Pluto and Aquarius, you know, this energy, this, this language of, of being able to tolerate and be in the same room and also then grow from each other. Totally. You know what? This is a very important thought and I'm going to continue it right after we have our first commercial break because this is perfect. Look, okay? like you guys, we have an ad. Are you ready? You get this. <laughs> Megan, you remember our good friend Ryan Hagen from episode five? Sure do. Sure do. Ryan has developed this 12-week program, The Hagen Method. It's self-paced, which is amazing because it's a busy freaking world out there. It's legit. It's aimed at working with the unhealed empath who are growth-oriented, but feeling stuck in their relationship journey. He's on a quest to help unhealed empaths get over codependent tendencies. He had it peer-reviewed by a neuroscientist, Dr. Christine Erickson. Members will be able to schedule one-on-one access to Ryan, you'll get access to a private community with other program members. There will be standing weekly calls for discussions. And the best part is that he is giving all of our listeners a 50% discount. Oh yeah, that's the Claire Annoyance perk. <laughs> Check our show notes because there's a link where you can book a free one-on-one consultation with Ryan um, to see if the program would be a good fit for you. And then if you decide that it is, 
We have a 50% discount code for you. You'll use the code CLAIRANNOYANCE and that is active until the end of February. This is an opportunity for you to do some inner work, some inner healing. What's the best that could happen? Wasn't that amazing? <laughs> no, dead serious. That was our first ad ever. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I'm very excited, really, that that his program is will be amazing. And like, it's the, what we were saying, like, that was literally the perfect segue. The like blending of science and spirituality is huge. Mm-hmm. There's this quote from Albert Einstein that says, science without religion is lame. Religion without science is blind. Like, they, they must. And he was a pro- like he pronounced like uh i think atheist like he definitely had no belief in god um but he people think that that's also a lie like he was like proudly not into this but he would mm-hmm. he examined it in He's such a dabbler. ways yeah well and look at this birthday. like cuz here's um i forget but um here's this qu- other quote from him that i think is really 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 important mm-hmm. um it's like two sentences hanging there um he says, if there is any such concept as a god, it is a subtle spirit, not an image of a man that so many have fixed in their minds. In essence, my re- my religion consists of a humble admiration for this illimitable superior spirit that reveals itself in the slight details that we are able to perceive with our frail and feeble minds. What's fascinating about that? So he's basically saying, like, he thinks that you know, that, like, like he's he's saying it would be like a god gene, a god particle, like mm-hmm. that god would exist at these very subatomic like levels, right? But mm-hmm. then for him, this proud fucking like non-believer of anything bigger, for him to have that quote, mm-hmm. and then to say compare the human experience by saying um that we are able to perceive with our frail and feeble minds. That means he is this genius who has the Mm -hmm. biggest fucking mind ever is calling himself frail and feeble, but that means he's comparing himself to something bigger. Literally, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Why do you mean you're frail and feeble mind? Because that means there's this all knowing much bigger thing that you can't reach. Like he's literally, so it's so funny that he will say things that show, I know I'm, less than i know i'm smaller than this bigger spiritual god whatever thing he's mm-hmm. saying it without really processing that he's saying it and i think that's really fucking fascinating this is not my thought this is actually like scientists have like examined this yeah um and i think that's amazing so he, he really did and like so many people even atheists right like a very important person in my life here is a very 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 big atheist but like um Man. yeah they just all they you think too big, you know, to be that. Like it's fine. You don't have the language for what you really are, and that's fine. But it's definitely not atheist, you know. And and like mm-hmm. he was the one that had actually at the same freaking time. Go figure. When my ex killed himself, he had a best friend from the same time. A best wow. friend killed himself, and his best friend's mom visited him in his dreams and told him. And so then it was like the next day he found out and he would, he, he doesn't have these experiences, you know? So he's like, he has self-identified that as there might be something else going on here. I don't know what's going on. Or at least we're, yeah, at the very least, everyone's interconnected. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, but that's an awakening right there, right? For an atheist, that's an awakening. (laughs) And also, you're you're Ryan and I are dramatic people, so so of what? course our <laughs> so of course our um, spirit anything to get our attention has got to be dramatic because we're dramatic. A spiritual awakening doesn't have to be this big showmanship, you know. You don't have to see a mm-hmm. fucking screen play behind a man at <laughs> that's giving you a Rudy speech at four a.m. You know, it could literally be. You're in the flowers. You're yeah. at a park. You're at the beach looking into the ocean and you're having this beautiful experience. So oh, yeah, it, dude. You know, it can be it can be beauty in the mundane. Totally. But I want to validate your process too of like seeing something. Like that's like uh, this is one of the things we can go much more in depth in like our next part, but um there's this article, our spiritual encounters all in your head. It doesn't matter if it is or not. Maybe our brain is just the fucking transmitter for these experiences. Who the fuck cares, man? But like, basically, there is a thing, a specific version of epilepsy that happens in the brain that will show you 
things, you know? So like basically if in this happens and like a spirit, people have spiritual experiences through this version of epilepsy. So you maybe have this like epileptic thing going on in the brain that science can now actually discuss way better than I can, where you will see visions in the spiritual experience. And this is like biblical shit too, right? You, these people see visions like, and when they're not on drugs, like this can happen. Yeah. And um, they're the, a person that's like actually studying this has created something called the God helmet. And it, it literally uh, simulates, it's like a magnet that moves on the head and it, it like, it simulates basically the experience of there's another being in the room with me. And this like total skeptic went and did this and was like, there, I felt uh, this, you feel the presence. And it's like, who's to say, yeah, maybe it's all in your head. Maybe it's this what? simulation, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I don't care, but you're, you're experiencing that. And this to me, my bottom fucking line here, man, but like, we don't, I actually had so many other things I wanted to say about this, but maybe we like kind of like start wrapping this up because we just want to talk yeah. generally and about the nature of spiritual awakenings. But yeah, my right. bottom line that I definitely want people to ruminate on a little bit here is whether it's whether it's simulated in a God helmet, whether you have it on drugs, whether it's a past life experience, which by the way, I also fully believe, and I do want to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Go go listen to Michelle Brock. Um, her episode, The Pilgrimage to Past Lives. Please go listen to that if you haven't already, but also go buy her fucking book. Yeah, our girl's doing big things. I mean, that was dope. Talking about that book when we, she was talking, she's been working on this books ever since I've known her. It's finally fucking out in the world. Yeah. Beautiful, fucking beautiful, 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 beautiful. And you need to um, go get it. Like link, link is in the show notes. Please like support Michelle Brock. Like she's yeah. doing amazing things. Like seriously. Um, and we're going to have her back on um, to talk some cool shit. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, whether it's past lives, whether it's drug-induced, whether it's simulated, whether it just happens because somebody dies, it's trauma, whatever, right? What, whatever. We're having awakenings. Awakenings, it's one of those things, like Eric was saying, if it's happening enough, people are having these experiences, no matter how the fuck it happens. Here's this quote that is in this thing, basically, and it's talking about God as a chemistry in the in in the mind, like that there's something there biologically, which is also like basically the part of the series is like, are people predisposed and physically what whatever. But the point is, why does that occur? Why has the human organism been engineered, if you will, for this experience? To me, that is the bottom line. I know that doesn't even sound profound, probably, but seriously, we always think what, right? Like what what was your spiritual awakening? What happened? Mm-hmm. Mo- and like, is that the correct version or is that the correct version? Is it biological? Is it not? What the, it's not that, it's it's why does this happen? Why? How is it possible? The fact is we biologically feel it. Like you feel the awakening too, right? Yeah. Like you experience it consciously, consciously through whatever means, but why? engineered or not, we have the capability of this experience. Why is it happening? Mm -hmm. Meaning, like, that takes my mind into the space of God exists. Like, there's a consciousness out there where we can feel it. How can it not be true? If we, if we experience it, no matter how we experience it, how, it must be true. We're in it. Like, we're feeling it. Yeah, Yeah. it blows my mind. I don't know. So we're going to dive so deep into so much of this shit. Seriously, I'm very excited. This is a really interesting series. It's not going to be like our next episode, probably, but um, because we got a we got a good schedule going, you guys. But I don't know. We'll we'll drop it soon here. Yeah, we're we are on our shit. Um, and in the meantime, that gives you that gives you t- time to like write in about your awakenings and, we'll, and we'll to ponder. These, yeah, and we'll share these stories. Oh, the other one, real quick thing that I do want to say is just that what, what I was telling you before is go to the February astrology forecast and or if you've already listened to it. We talked about, I just think this is cool, astrology in action, right? Um, mm-hmm. That February relates to the, not like a lot of, there was a pile of planets in February 1962. And that that was this really big dawning of uh, the 60s counterculture movement, right? Mm-hmm. We talked about psychedelics in that like little bit of that astrology forecast episode. There's this thing related to drugs helping people have a mystical or spiritual experience, but it literally says right here, the first, because I was like, I want to know if this 60s counterculture movement is coming back at this February. 
one of the the first major rigorous study of psychedelics and spirituality occurred on Good Friday in 1962. So I don't think Good Friday is in February. I don't really know. But but 1962, like this. So it's this whole the first ma- major one about psychedelics and spirituality, and that was like so huge in this. 60s counterculture movement. So it's already come back. I just think that's so funny that that theme is already back and we're going to be talking about sure. some of the shit we just did. It's about <laughs> just time. Go figure. It's about time. Yep. Um, Anything, anything you want to leave, leave the people with? To no, I want to, I want to let, I want them to ruminate on this, you know, like, and see, you know, like invite yeah. this in. Ask yourself, do you think it's biological? Do you think mm-hmm. it's, chemical do you think it's just trauma like what is it and if your bullshit flag if your inner gremlin activates and you know and if you are a practicing christian or a practicing whoever and you immediately feel threatened by this i want you to ask yourself why like always anytime your triggers pop up and you feel threatened and your inner gremlin activates i want you to ask yourself why particularly in this space if you are feeling threatened in the real world obviously but the minute you feel the need to actively defend or (laughs) ask yourself why and let's let's start to dig let's start to see do you have the god gene and i think looking inside as you act as you ask and activate this is the way to go Mm -hmm. mm-hmm 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 Love it. So, All right, everybody. Yeah. Um, thank you for tuning in. Go get Michelle Brock's book. Go check out the link for Ryan's new no! amazing coaching um, series. It's going to be like, so good. I know. And look at us having our first ad. Ugh, so you guys, excited. we had an ad. Can you believe it? We promise our ads, if we ever have more, <laughs> they're just going to be when, um, not only if. good things. No, I know. I know. Um, they're, they're only going to be things we recommend. We're not going to be yeah, like sellouts. Yeah, we're not going to be. Yeah, it's people, things that we know we've reviewed. Yeah, we've done the darn thing. And if you would like to have an ad run on our podcast, go to our website, fill out the yeah. form. Just let us know. Get in touch. DM us on Instagram. We will facilitate. Yeah. We will facilitate. On it. Love it. Love All you. Right. Love you. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.